rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. We're back. Okay, guys, sorry about that. The, well, why should I say sorry? Because if you are on Progressive Voices or anywhere else, you don't know that I had to restart the show because YouTube was not working. Every time I schedule a YouTube, it doesn't schedule. It won't start, even though I'm seeing it. I, anyway, whatever. I use Restream. I'm going to have to get in touch with them. Like, you know, I have to get in touch with a lot of people about all of the problems, from Ecamm to this and that. So um, I really appreciate everyone for having patience. Holy shit. And I also appreciate all of the well wishes that I have, uh, I received because of Tara Jr. Jr. I wasn't able to do the show. I know I went through this already for those who are on Facebook and Periscope and the other channels. But my yesterday, my cat, Tara Jr. Jr., our beautiful Antifa cat, our, our uh, you guys know him, our mascot who often sits with me doing the show, he he wasn't himself, he wasn't eating, and I knew there was something wrong. So I took him to the vet, and it ended up he had 104 fever. And then it got progressively worse from there. So they sent me, so my vet sent me to the big animal hospital in Queens, and then that hospital sent me to the... Um, the big hospital in Manhattan because they thought that he had something called feline infectious, feline infectious peritonitis, which is a coronavirus, ironically. And they, uh, and it's also, and it is also always fatal. So I was, I was, uh, walking around the streets of Manhattan crying my eyes out, but they, the Manhattan vet was able to determine through whatever testing they did that it wasn't FIP, even though they've been telling me this. I, w I mean, I guess you can't, I guess they couldn't keep it from me what they thought it was, but I was like, why did they put me through that? And yeah, it just got, so my tears of joy, I mean, my tears of anguish turned to tears of relief, really. Um, though he's not yet out of the woods completely, he's still not well. But his fever's down, he's he's resting in the bedroom. I don't know exactly what's wrong with him. And I, I thought that perhaps because we have Ray now, I adopted Ray from who lived on the streets. He, I thought maybe he... Um, was carrying something, which is quite possible. That's probably why he's sick. Like people, you know, we infect each other. We carry unknowingly. We carry these um, diseases or viruses, and we pass it on to each other. Uh, I don't doubt. That's probably what happened. I, and I don't know. I'm speculating. Um, hopefully it's just a flu. More will be revealed. There's more blood tests out. But at least it's nothing that's going to kill him today. So one day at a time. And it reminded me of yesterday when I was really upset. And I've shared this already with the Facebook chat. 
but so bear with me, that um, everything is on loan. The whole world is on loan. Our life is on loan. And that's one of the things I, I appreciate about cats. And I try to keep it real in that way because I hate the fact that you, you guys know that I love animals and always have. I come from a big family of animal lovers. All of my family have dogs, cats, multiple animals among, and we grew up with animals and our, in our home. So I, I, as much as it's painful to say goodbye that they have such limited lifespans compared to ours, I try to view it as yet another lesson that everything is temporary. We're all, everything is on loan. Every, everything that we love is on loan and nothing is guaranteed where no one has a guaranteed tomorrow or today and things can change. So, uh, we make the most, try to make the most of every day. So when we're, cause we're sharing our limited lifespan, this blip of time together. And I, it, it also made me think of all of the millions of Americans who are grieving, who will never be the same. 250,000 Americans and counting have grieved loved ones. And who knows what's down the road for those who are infected, as we know that the, the many different repercussions for getting uh, when people have the coronavirus and they survive. So that kind of compassion, we have to get this back and make no mistake. Now I've been saying this and like I was explaining to the guy, to you guys on Facebook before the YouTube channel went kaput that I, ever since I became politically aware, I have understood that right wingers loathe democracy, Republicans. I didn't call them Republicans yet, but Republicans hate democracy. They hate America. They're confused about what this America thingy is all about. And I was saying, I get emails and letters, not letters, I get emails and people from all kinds of people, mostly, mostly normal people, thankfully. But sometimes a right winger will, well, I'll, I'll, well, a lot of times they'll curse me out or whatever. That's fine. And um, it's actually a compliment because if, if a right winger isn't mad, I'm so mad. That means I'm not doing it correctly, right? So I received a because they don't like me saying that liberals created America. That is the truth. I'm sorry. There's nothing more progressive than overthrowing an intergenerational aristocracy and monarchy that had ruled Western civilization for two thousand years. Not, that's called progressive. There's nothing more progressive than that. So, and if this were the time of the revolution, the right-wingers would be pining to be trickled upon by the king. There is no doubt. They would be the loyalists. We, normal people, Americans, patriots, those capable of functioning in a free democratic society who have the emotional maturity, we are carrying the mantle today of 
the founders of the revolution. And we are still in that revolution, trying to bring the promises to fruition, trying to extend the franchise of democracy to everyone, regardless of whether they have darker pigment or not, which is the stupidest thing. This is why I can't stand Republicans on top of everything else. The racism is so tediously childish, but it's, it, it's been around our necks, our national necks, since the founding of the country and before, of course. It's been around humanity's neck, like an albatross. But it's being, having darker pigment or lighter pigment or whatever the hell, these are distinctions without a difference. It's about time we evolve, don't you think? And you know, and I say this a lot, that future generations, they will look back on us as... Uh, with horror, with horror, of course they will. Just like we look back on many of the things that they used to do back then, whatever it might be, bleeding people with leeches or what a, you know, just bleeding people in general, which was considered cutting edge medicine at one time. The more we learn, the more we evolve, but it's time because. It, it, we are a diverse nation of immigrants, whether they whether right-wingers like it or not, but you see how they exploit every fissure of disunity, as Henry Wallace ex warned. And it never stops. We don't have to fall for it. I, I know I don't. I know you don't. I know some people do. The right-wingers. Tickling the racist funny bones really gets them triggered. Instead of seeing it for what it is, a, a, a play, they're being played. Don't you ever get tired, right-wingers, of being played? So, I guess they don't, really. Because they, they, I don't know what it is, really. It's amazing. So... I've been saying since I became politically aware that Republicans hate democracy. They hate America because they're confused by America. And they, and they especially hate democracy. And we'll be right back. My name is Tara Devil. Hold on a second, guys. Bing, bong, 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 bong. All right, guys. My name is Tara Devil. Thank you so much for putting up with all the technical difficulties, and hopefully, you found the live stream, the new live stream, instead of. Let me see. Oh yeah, there are people in the chat, and they're chatting. It was kind of weird. That's how I, I knew that there was something wrong because I couldn't see any activity going on, and it was bizarre. But I saw the. Let me tell you what I saw. On my screen, there was, it looked like it was going out. That's why I didn't immediately stop and rectify the situation. And then I saw, what the hell is going on in the YouTube chat? There's like no, nobody's talking. All right, you guys are like co-producers, as you know. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys. All right, um... Let me just say it. Republicans, Republicans, I call them cons, Republicans. 
it's like they call the Democratic Party the Democrat Party. I call them the Republican Party, and I encourage the Democrats to follow suit. Enough. Enough coddling these little babies, these tedious little whiners. These takers, these, you know, re these red state takers, enough. And what is frozen stiff? River. I hope not the stream. Don't even tell me. All right, let me get into some of the articles I wanted to talk about because I got to get the show. We, we can't do a long show because I have to get the show done for before six o'clock. So it will be a two hour show today. And hopefully we'll see what happens tomorrow on Monday. And yeah, we'll take it a day at a time. Only I'm only saying that because I don't know what's going to happen with Tara Jr. Jr. I think I might. I don't know. We'll see what happens. If he doesn't really improve, because he's doing better, but he's not 100%. He didn't eat all his food today. He's resting. He doesn't have a fever. That's good. He's not him, He's not himself 100%. So if I'm going to talk to the vet tomorrow. I talked to the vet today. Whatever. They said give it time. So whatever. You know me. I, I can't only imagine. This one makes me feel... I love... Everybody close to me, of course I do. And I love my animals. But think about all of the Americans that are grieving now, that they're in a panic now. Because their loved ones have this goddamn virus that these freaking Republicans allowed to spread from sea to shining sea. And yes, they did. Now, Twitler, he didn't cause the coronavirus. I mean, although his love for eating for rapaciously shoving corpses in his rotten gullet didn't help. You know, because it came from... And, and here's another reason why I always, I always say, you know, in, in... I don't know. I'm not saying in my lifetime, not even close. In thousands of years, I believe, human beings will not be eating meat or eating uh, other creatures. You know, I feel... We will have gotten away from that. It's true. I'm not going to get into it now because we're not talking about that today. So, but, but that, that's why there is a coronavirus. Um, all of these viruses, or the pandemic in general, they knew the pandemic was coming. It was because of our behavior. This is what we do. Human behavior. These filthy wet markets, disgusting, caused this virus to jump from animals to people, and we don't have a defense. And so it doesn't, uh, he didn't create the virus, of course, but he didn't stop it. And in fact, he made it worse, actively. They did, a, they did that deliberately. They knew how dangerous the virus was. We heard the audio tape of Twitler talking to um, Bob Goldstein, right? Saying, oh, if you, this is deadly. This is a tricky one. That's a tricky one because if you get it, uh, you're not going to survive. That's a real tricky one. It's so contagious. But he knew that. And all these filthy Republicans also knew it. And 
publicly they were downplaying it and privately they were telling their rich friends to beware and they were also insider trading on the news of the coronavirus that's how disgusting they are so i've been saying since i became politically yeah, bob woodward what did i say goldstein right <laughs> goldstein that's from 1984 <laughs> gold why do i keep saying goldstein when I mean Woodward, it's true. I keep saying, oh, Woodward. Oh, because it's Woodward and Bernstein. That's why it gets stuck somewhere in my brain as Goldstein. <laughs> Thank you, my producer, Steve Grossman, on the chat. But yeah, it's true. You guys are my producers. So, but I've been saying since I became politically aware that Republicans. It doesn't sound right saying that. Republicans just comes right out of my mouth now. But they hate democracy. They hate America. They're confused by America. Just like, you know, the racism. They hate other people who aren't like them because it's fear. And it's confusion. They are easily manipulated. They don't have a lot of, I guess, I don't know. They don't really get out much. Instead of going on the internet, they have this whole window to the world they could go on the internet and learn look at other cultures look at other just read you know what i used to do when i was a kid my mother and father had one of these remember when people used to go to door to door selling encyclopedias i would i would sit in my basement with the encyclopedia britannica for hours and hours and days maybe who knows if it was days i'm sure no it was definitely hours Many days for hours and just get lost in the goddamn Encyclopedia Britannica. It's just amazing. So many stories and the history of Earth, of everything. It was incredible. That's what you can do online. You don't have to order your, I don't know where. There's a very nice bookcase my parents had with the encyclopedia. They, was very, they were proud of it. And I would sit there reading the encyclopedia. Uh, why don't you do that, right-wingers? Why don't you do that now, Newton Huff? Learn something. Going on the this window to the world to, say, Trump 2020 is pathetic. It's pathetic. So they're not using it for good. They're not using this, well, this R&D, this government R&D created tool that we have that is really a public necessity now. What do they do with it? Spread lies, spread racism, spread ignorance. Never, you know? I think if I ever saw, if somebody ever pointed out a Republican doing something to help their country, I might faint. Just like if I ever heard or saw a Republican contribute anything of value to a conversation. It's so mind-numbingly tedious to watch. It's em I'm embarrassed for them. Really?
And all right, let's get into this. We're not just saying it. That Republicans hate America, they hate democracy. We bring in the we bring the receipts. Here, here, here we go. Here's uh, Exhibit A. Well, not only are they, um, what do you call it, sabotaging? They're sabotaging democracy. They've been doing that for years. We know that because they hate when people vote, and it's all out in the open. Everybody knows the famous Paul Weyrich clip saying, we don't want everybody to vote. Our, our leverage in the election goes up as the voting populace goes down. That's right out. They, they don't even have to hide it. And now I've been saying for years that Republicans, you know, they hate democracy. But now they have an outright wannabe dictator as a standard bearer, not only did they make a con man their standard bearer, an actual con man. We have the the documents. He is a documented con man who's been fined for being a con man, for the lies. We have hist- a whole history. He had a lifetime of grifting going on. His whole family are a bunch of rats Except, well, save uh, Mary Trump. She's the one that will go down in history as a patriot. The rest of them are going down in history. You mark these words. I've been saying this forever. Just as Hitler, all of the good Germans, all of a sudden, everybody was a good German. No, they. I didn't support Hitler. No, no. I wasn't in the party. Oh, no. The same way, one day, very in the very, this is something I will live to see. Those who supported Twitler will will speak of it in shamed whispers, as the uh, good Germans did, as the good Germans spoke of their support of Hitler. It's the, yes, mark these words. You can put that down on your calendar, Newton. I'm telling you right now, and they should be embarrassed. A lot of them. When it gets to a point, they will feel the shame, just like the shame of the right-wingers. You don't hear right-wingers saying that they hate Medicaid and that they, well, hate Medicare, I should say, and they hate Social Security, Socialist Security. That's because it reached a tipping point. It's These are America's most beloved programs and much needed and, in fact, need to be expanded. So... They went from vilifying, constantly vilifying these successful government programs that keep millions out of poverty and roofs over their heads and, and, the, uh, and able to get the health care they need. They went from outwardly vilifying those programs and scaremongering. I mean, it starts always with scaremongering, and then it goes to vilifying, and then it goes to pretending they were always supportive of these programs, that they're the defenders of the programs. You mark those words. Same thing. It'll be the same kind of thing. Now it'll be, eventually they'll, they'll go, they'll be looking for exoneration. They'll just take it. They'll pretend that they were never on board the Trump train. 
The Trump crazy train, by the way. They should be ashamed if they had the capacity for shame. I don't think they do. How could, really, how could you support a con man? An outright con man. With a fake university, a fake vitamin scam. Not a rich person, a, 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 a liar who played a successful businessman. I'm sorry, I, I know, I know. We're never getting away from it. Played a successful businessman on reality TV, but it wasn't a successful businessman. He owes, how do you owe, if you're a billionaire, you, you're the one who lends out the money. You're not the one who owes $250 million to some unnamed, unnamed entity, foreign entity. You tell me, what would Republicans be doing if this were Obama? Okay, that's all you got to do. Play that game. What if Obama? Newton, play that game. What would you do if Obama owed $250 million to an unnamed foreign entity? Or, or didn't pay taxes? Paid $700 in taxes, you know, because he's such a billionaire and has to, he's such a billionaire, he has to pay off porn stars in installments. What is this, a goddamn layaway plan of Macy's Christmas? The porn star layaway plan? So stupid, God. So tediously goddamn duped. So... Here's the thing. They are not only... See, here's what's going on. They hate America. We know that. They're, they're trying to steal the election. It's overt. It's outright. And on top... Here's the, but here's the other thing, before I forget. You know what's going on. The, one of the reasons they're not conceding... Well, Twitler will... Because, not just because he needs his brand of being a winner when he's a big, he's the biggest loser this country has ever had attached to our sicknesses like a parasite. He is, uh, it's not speculation. He is the single biggest loser American taxpayer. Somebody had to be the biggest loser. It was him. So we know that, that he lost more money than any other individual taxpayer for a 10 year period. So, but one of the other reasons they're not um, conceding and beginning the transition process is because the shredders are going nonstop in the White House. They are covering their tracks. There's crimes. We, the, we see the crimes that are right out in the open. But what about the other crimes? We haven't yet had the... Uh, per, we haven't yet seen, well, we haven't had the, uh, what, like, for example, when we know that there's this special super secret category that Twitler has put, the, he puts all his conversations in, that they're supposed to be wrapped up and the American people are not able to see these super, these conversations. If they are boxed in this certain 
top secret category. I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly what it's called, but it's what they tried to do with Twitler's call to the to Ukraine, where he committed treason using taxpayer money to strong arm a foreign leader using taxpayer money to try to influence a foreign leader to announce an investigation on a political rival. And they try, and Vindman, the hero, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, came forward and blew the whistle. Otherwise, that conversation was going into the memory hole like so many other conversations before. It is par for the course, apparently. And these are conversations with foreign leaders, conversations with Putin that we need to see because he's a traitor. Twitler is a traitor. I want to see the transcript from his secret meeting, but there aren't any transcripts because he confiscated the transcripts. Now, what do you think they were talking about? Truth, justice, and the American way? Uh Uh-uh. This is why the whole Republican Party is, they are the enemies that the founders warned us about. I'm sorry. If they weren't, the run of the, if you're a run-of-the-mill Republican, you would have been out of that party. Period. That's, that's what would happen if the Democratic Party, I mean, the Democratic Party has its, you know, limitations, that's for sure. And we talk about it here on the show. But if the Democratic Party behaved any way, shape, or form like the filthy fascist Republicans, who would still call themselves a Democrat? I know I wouldn't. I'd be out of there. Completely. It would be like, um, no thanks. If someone came down an escalator in the Democratic Party and started saying Mexicans are rapists, I would see that tactic, that filthy fascist tactic, and I would be the hell out of there. That would have been the, first of all, it would have been a disqualifier. So for all the things that we say about the Democrats, and we do, you know that somebody who did that, who behaved like that, would never get anywhere near not just being the nominee, the nominee, but getting anywhere near being the leader of the party. There's absolutely no way. All right, I'm Tara Devlin. We'll be right back. So... Right now, this is how much the Republicans hate America. They are the nominee. Wait, hold on. But getting anywhere near being the leader of the party. I'm, I'm getting an echo. Okay. Right now, the Republicans are not just, you know, they hate America, 250,000 dead and counting, blah, 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 blah. But they're doing all they can to make it worse. Just like they did what they what they could to make the Great Recession that they caused. The second Republican Great Depression in 100 years that was only stopped from being the, the second Great uh, Republican Great Depression in 100 years because of Obama. What he tried, to, what he did 
And, you know, what who? Honestly, he should have done more, in my opinion, in different ways, but we're not going to get into that now. Uh, but just like they met on the night of Obama's inauguration and vowed in the caucus room conspiracy to do whatever they could to obstruct um, any initiative that Obama tried to enact to bring relief to the American people in the second Republican Great Depression that they caused. So causing more pain to the American people for political gain, that is their game plan. And just like they did that in, when Obama was inaugurated, the, the night that the American people were happy, you see, that if, if you love this country, and you saw that this racist-ass country elected somebody named Barack Hussein Obama, who has darker pigment, you would, you would at least be appreciative of that. Wow, look at, look at us. Maybe, maybe there's hope for this country instead of the way they behaved, which was to destroy this country. And that's what they do. This is what we've been warned about. Exploit every fissure of disunity and obstruct. Obstruct any relief, anything that the government can do. The American people look to the government. Of course, they, but the Republicans can't stand that because government is the only thing big enough to get in the way of the big moneyed interests who if un left unchecked, will drag us back to the system the founders rebelled against. This is what we're up against. Meaning the rich own and run everything and everybody else knows their place. And there's no, you're, you're, you're a serf, just like in the system. The, uh, in the, the, the system that the founders overthrew. If you don't have any, uh, you got to go find a lord to serve. If, you don't, if you're not rich, if you're not in the aristocracy, if you weren't born in the on third base thinking you hit a triple, then, oh well, go toil in the field, go die. Go to the church if you have a need, if you hit hard times. There's no social safety net. There's nothing. You And, and worst case scenario, go beg your Lord for some relief. Maybe they'll, you have a kind Lord, who knows? But maybe you don't. This is the system that they're trying to reestablish, but it's more like a corporate, neo-feudal corporate state. And we have that here in the United States of serfs and lords because, you know, if you, got, you don't have health care, go find a Lord to serve and he'll trickle some health care on you. Government doesn't do that. Because they don't want these these fascists, these these freaks, these agents of oligarchy and the system the founders rebelled against. They don't want the American people thinking that government can do anything. They're sabotaging the entire government, and they're sabotaging us in the by extension. They're not in government to make the trains run on time, so to speak, or to make. Make it work. They're in government to make themselves rich. 
and they don't give a shit if they have to burn this country to the ground. To paraphrase Game of Thrones, as long as they could be king of the ashes, if they could lord over the ashes in their gated communities, they don't give a shit if you're, if the American people are at each other's throats. They will exploit that. They will make it worse. So, for example, here, here we go. Steve Mnuchin. The f- oh my God, the freak! These people are—they're like supervillains out of some kind of over-the-top comic book that you would never write or read because it would just—it's just too much. You'd be like, "What? This is ridiculous." He, here's, here, here, here. At least it's getting out, but they are, well, I'm looking at the article from The Hill. The headline from The Hill says, Democrats accuse Mnuchin of sabotaging the economy in dispute with the Fed. Democrats? I can't stand. This is the corporate media for you. What do you mean Democrats accuse? Normal people. Everybody knows what the hell he's doing. They are so... Okay, let me read so we'll get it to get the background. This is from Slate by Jordan Weissman. We can now add Steve Mnuchin to the list of Trump officials who are doing their part to undercut the next administration before moseying out the door. On Thursday evening, the Treasury Secretary announced that he would not agree to renew a series of lending efforts that the Federal Reserve began earlier in the year in response to the coronavirus crisis, a move that could hamstring the central bank's ability to stabilize the economy and financial markets if things get choppy again, once President-elect Joe Biden is in office. Suffice to say, none of the explanations Mnuchin has offered for the decision makes much objective sense, which means, which makes it hard to read that it's anything other than an intentional act of sabotage. When Congress passed the CARES Act earlier in the year, it set aside $454 billion to jumpstart a handful of emergency credit programs through the Fed, including one that allowed it to buy corporate debt. Through the magic of leverage and guarantees, the money was actually enough to support up to $4 trillion in lending, a great rocket launcher of cash resting on the shoulder of the Fed chair, Jerome Powell. Many progressives bemoan this as a corporate bailout portion of the law. At the time, debt markets were seizing up as investors panicked over the accelerating pandemic. By promising to be a lender of last resort for big companies, the Fed calmed Wall Street down, and pretty soon credit began flowing again like normal, helping to prevent further economic catastrophe. These programs are currently set to expire on December 31st. And that's by design, of course. And need Mnuchin's permission to continue since the Treasury controls the money that lawmakers set aside to backstop them. He, okay, here we go. 
he isn't giving the permission. In a letter to Powell, he said he would let the corporate debt facility sunset in the new year, along with programs that let the central bank buy municipal bonds and get loans to small businesses. You know, the small businesses that Republicans pretend to love. Oh, yes, the small businesses, as they only pretend to love it if some, I don't know, some cracker doesn't want to make somebody a cake. But not when they're trying to sabotage the entire country, to cause pain to the American people for political gain, yet again. These people, um, I don't want to hear Joe Biden. He wants to work with these people. They put these people in charge, all of them. I wish, in my own private apocalypse, I wish that the consequences of Republican action only fell onto those who enacted it. The right wingers, if they could, if it was just them who felt the sting of the lash, you know, the party of personal responsibility ever felt the responsibility for the problems they create. I wish, but, uh, but unfortunately, normal people, normal, decent people get hurt. And this is what they're doing. So they don't like that the American people voted for Biden. It wasn't, and I heard a right winger say that, oh, I will never accept Joe Biden as president because um, he couldn't fill a gymnasium, but all these people voted. That's because we hated Twitler, you freak. That's how much we hated Twitler and hate him still. And it is the patriotic duty of every American, of every real patriot, to hate the con man squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. See, he he lost the election the last time he received fewer votes, and he got to rule over us like he had a mandate. Republicans, they don't give a shit what the American people want. So... Now we're up to over 7 million. The, the Hillary beat Trump by 3 million. Now we're up to 7 million. It's going to get more. It's going to be a wider gap, apparently. And does that matter to the fascists? Absolutely not, because they're destroying democracy. And they're, yet again, we keep hearing, I've been saying this for years, how they hate democracy, and they're, now there's a lot of these these flying monkeys that are going out all over media to exclaim, oh, we're not a democracy. We hear this, these civics lessons every now and then from the right-wingers, how we're not a democracy, we're a constitutional republic. Actually, we're a democ... What, what, are, what we are is a constitutionally limited democratic republic. That's what we are, constitutionally limited Democratic Republic, okay? Because we democratically elect our representatives, you freaks. So there's your civics lesson for today. We're going to take a civics lesson from these freaks? 
the ones who don't want everybody to vote, the ones who are trying to throw out legal votes because they didn't win. Say everything you will about the Democrats, but when they lose elections, they don't try to steal the election. They don't go on and uh, proceed forward saying, we don't want everybody to vote. In fact, the leverage in the election goes up when uh, our voting populace goes down. We don't want everybody to vote. And you know who everybody is? We don't want black people to vote because they're voting Democratic for uh, primarily, for the most part. And we don't want students to vote. You know, people, uh, college students, because they vote Democratic. We don't want certain populations to vote. Well, that's um, all well and good, scummies, but those populations, we, we were all in this together, scum scums. All of us, whether they're white, imagine that. Male or, and straight acting, imagine that. And I say acting because, you know, you can throw a rock. A lot of them are in the closet because it takes courage to live an authentic life. And they don't have that courage. They, they're, it's really kind of sad. Wait, hold on. Something, my eyeglasses are ripping on my hair. I hate that. Don't you hate that? Okay. Um, here we go. As Mnuchin noted in his letter, the Fed may may able wait 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 the Fed may be able to restart some of the programs using the money in its exchange stabilization fund. Wait a minute, which technically contains seventy four billion, though it's not clear how much of that is actually available. To the extent these needed to be reactivated, we have over 800 billion of capacity, so I consider that to be pretty good bazooka, he told and CNBC. Still, there's no real way around the fact that Mnuchin is trying to cut down the reassuring safety net that has kept investors calm for the past 10 months, while potentially boxing Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi in as they haggle the next coronavirus relief package. Although it's a disappointment so far. Democrats have been looking to spruce up the municipal bond program as a way to get state aid and local governments, uh, get aid, excuse me, to states and local governments, if Republicans, cons, I, I, I would say, refuse to include enough of it in a bill. As the New York Times notes, Taking that program off the table would leave Democrats with fewer options and give Republicans another bargaining chip in the stimulus negotiations. Mnuchin, of course, and, and get this, guys, what they're doing, what Republicans are doing in their stimulus negotiations, they accuse the Democrats, oh, it's a wish list of everything from the Green New Deal. I mean, they're so full of shit, it makes me want to vomit it's not a wish list. what it's a wish list of fascism these freaks one of the things they want to do is they want to they're cutting they attacking the most vulnerable yet again every time we turn around they want to undo the earned income tax credit they want uh, everything 
that makes the American, you know, the poor and the working poor, which shouldn't even be a thing in this country, they, they attack the vulnerable and the politically unconnected. That's what they're doing. This is why Nancy Pelosi said no, because they're coming at they're coming at the people who need the relief the most. Of course they are. And then they go on their fascist propaganda channels, whining and crying that Nancy Pelosi is trying to put everything in there from the Green New Deal. Because they know how stupid the people who watch Fox News are and all the other fascists. News channels, not news, it's propaganda. Disgusting. Oh, oh, sorry. I just covered up the... All they have to do is go on there and say, Green New Deal! And tell me, I said this in the last show, Some one of these fascist right-wingers, don't look, don't look online. Cover your eyes. Tell me. Just type, if you can. What's in the Green New Deal? Give me one fucking thing, you morons. You don't know shit, do you? But you have been programmed to be triggered. That's why they they like to call liberals triggered, godless, snowflakes, when they, it's everything they are. First of all, if I'm a snowflake because I care that 250,000 Americans are grieving the loss of loved ones, then please call me a snowflake. Let my heart bleed. You should be ashamed for not giving a shit. In fact, it's not, you're not patriotic. It's called being a patriot. If I care enough to wear a mask and not want to murder my fellow citizens, if I can help it by inconveniencing myself, you know what, how annoying it is to wear a mask when you got glasses? Oh, I know. Ah, wah, wah, wah. Well, I fucking do it anyway. God, I can't wear glasses. I wear glasses, and I I hear I hear them crying. <coughs> Shut up and wear it, baby. <coughs> babies, babies, and I no offense, no criticism of babies, because babies grow up. And they turn into, sometimes they turn into normal people. But interestingly enough, there are studies we can tell that certain babies who would grow up to be conservatives. Let me look at that study for a second. Babies. Let's see. Infants. All right. Let me look it up this way. Study infant conservative. See what comes up. Uh, let's see. Grow up conservatives? Hmm. Uh, firstborn children, blah, blah, blah. Younger, let's see. How to tell? I'm trying to find this particular study. Hmm. Younger, ba, 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 ba. Study how to... Infants grew up 
conservative. It was, it was, I'm trying to think of the study because the study was that they could tell that infants who, who were clingy and cowardly, cowardly little brats, <laughs> you know, they, they ended up being conservative. Conservative. I'm just going to look up. Let's see. Hopefully. If maybe one of my producers, my many producers on the chat can look it up. I can't find it. Okay, we'll move on. We well, we do know studies show that right wingers have larger amygdalas and fear centers in their brain, and they are attracted to hierarchy because that that makes sense to them. The scary world set up into tears. They like that. It comforts their fear. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. And thank you, April, for your super chat. The first of the day, I have to say. I don't know why. It's okay. It's Sunday. And we have a lot of nice people on the chat. I can see a lot of new people. Uh, I see that there are more watching than chatting, but that's okay. Some people are shy. They like hanging out, hanging back, and chilling out. I get it. Who else is on the... Let me look at the Facebook chat. <laughs> you are a complete and utter idiot, says Steve Martin. Really, Steve? That's too bad. I didn't vote for... Let me see. I'm... Uh, an educator, uh, normal, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, sexually mature human person who didn't vote for a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam. You did, and you're not a, an emotionally mature, intellectually spiritually, sexually mature human person who did vote for a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man with a fake un university and a vitamin scam. I think I win. <laughs> Swing and a miss. You see what I mean? Now, they don't... He wouldn't ask. He wouldn't say, what? What's what? 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 What makes me an idiot, a complete and utter idiot? Because I don't, I'm not an idiot like you. I'm not a moron who watches Fox News, a channel that studies show, makes its viewers even less informed than people who watch absolutely no news at all. That's a pretty pathetic idiot who pines for a tax-cheating con man. I'm not an idiot like you. To trickle on him. Keep on begging. Beg on, keep begging those billionaires for a trickle. Nothing more stupid than that. All right. Where is... Where the fuck is... I'm so sick of uh, Facebook. Thank you, Richard. Another great show, Tara. Boom, boom. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. You guys make the show. 
not the idiots, not like <laughs> they're. It's like gnats, you know what I mean? They're hanging around. It's like, ugh, get out of here, go do something for society. I know that's a hard, uh, you know, that's a a heavy lift for right wingers because they don't add, they don't add to society. They take. They don't. I I I really want to know. Anybody, anybody out there, can they prove me wrong? Republicans hate democracy. Prove me wrong. I want to be proven wrong. What have Republicans ever added to the United States or to the earth? Let's give it, give them more of a chance. What have they done to add to society, civilization? Everything that... The American people love everything that's worth, um, you know, that gives the American people, that allows us a decent middle-class life. Came not because uh, billionaires felt like trickling in on us. You know, the billionaires, the idiots, beg and pine to meet for a beer. Jesus Christ. But because of, you know, progressives. Normal Americans fought, bled, and died to bring, to bring democracy. You know, the grand experiment in liberal democracy. Oh, my God. I can't. I got to. Where is the fucking Facebook? Newton Huff is really on a roll, and I got to get him out of here. I really, I'm putting him in a timeout. I have to find it. And I also receive, I ask people what they think. Should I ban Newton Huff? And I did get a lot of, yes, I'm just telling you, Newton, do you want to hang out or do you want to be a troll? All he does is, what does he do? He's not bringing anything to the table, and that's a problem, right? Because you're not offer, you're not adding to the conversation. You're not, it's not like you're, I wish somebody with a different point of view, that would be a breath of fresh air, would join us and... Bring their perspective. But I don't really need that because you're wrong. But you don't you you don't add to the conversation and you prove me correct all the time by your behavior, you know? It's embarrassing for you. So I don't know. It's kind of tedious, really. But Facebook is so annoying, it's burying everything so i'm trying to find my video and then i have to all right it takes me all over the world here for you all right let me pause that what the fuck is so annoying let me see comments Throw out the trash, says Ed. Yeah. Such a shame. I tried. I really did try. Newton. I did. You, you did this to you. You did this. All right. I'm trying. I'm trying, everybody. God damn, Facebook is so irritating. Okay. 
Okay. Let me see. Here we go. Here we go. Wrong life is good here. Just don't destroy my country, please. No liberals allowed in the White House. What is that? What are you doing? He call he should call Joe Biden up and end him to concede. Trump won the election in a landslide. Illegal voters do not count. Trump twenty twenty. Okay, bye. You're you're an idiot, Newton. Really, it's time. I'm sorry. It's been nice knowing you. He's gone. Because <sighs> I was hoping that maybe he'd learn something. And, but yeah, it's okay. Stay, hang out. Talk to us. Tell us you have a different point of view. What's your perspective? But you're doing nothing Trump won in a landslide. No, he didn't. Just like he didn't win in a landslide last time. In fact, he got his ass kicked even more. Illegal votes do not... There weren't illegal votes. You fucking dupe. Stop it. You un-American moron. This is what they're doing to this country. Not only that. So we have Mnuchin, who, you know is sabotaging that but that's just one aspect they're doing it all over sabotaging this country but we so we have that and then here we go i didn't talk about this yet but i'm sure you've heard the right wingers the the terrorists there's no difference between them the terrorists in this country these right wing fascists who are Activated by their dumb furor. There's no difference between them and ISIS, that's for sure. Let's I'll be right back. Whitner, here's the here's the receipts on that. Republicans hate America. Right wingers are the domestic enemies the founders warned us about. Here we go. Here's exhibit Z for today. Whitmer kidnap plotters were planning mass televised executions of public officials. If that doesn't send you uh, run, run chills down your spine, it's happening, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the American Republic. They are doing what they can to destroy this country for good. Of course they are. They, this is exactly what happens anytime in any... Well, just well, the decline of any republic. But it what it's what happened. This is the behavior of um, not just a cult of a uh, you know radicals. That's the word I'm looking for. Radicals like the, like ISIS. They the more radical and anti-human an ideology the more violent its adherence. It is, it's, a, it's an axiom. It's a spiritual axiom. New details, this is from Leslie Hall from the Independent of the UK. New details of a subplot amidst the plan to kidnap Michigan Governor Whitmer have alleged that the militia group intended to take over the Capitol building and televise 
had, had intended to take over the Capitol building and televise executions of officials. And I really wish they would stop with that militia. It's calling it a militia. It is not a militia. It is a terrorist group. If you're in a, you want to join a militia, join the National Guard. That's our well-regulated militia. Join it. But they can't. They won't pass the PT tef- test. They're not that patriotic, you see. Patriots, if you want to join the well-regulated militia and you're a patron, you can't do 10 push-ups, you would get in shape. You know, you do that for your country. Just like you wear a mask for your country. But not these fascists. No way. So, according to a report by ABC7, federal and state authorities have claimed in new findings that the 14 men charged in the kidnapping plot had also planned more violent measures. The broadcaster reported that new filings show another plan that the militiamen, the terrorists, I'm sorry, it's not militiamen. This is calling them militiamen is an insult to men. And they're not in a militia. They're in a terrorist group. They're in a tedious bunch of bitch terrorist group. Tedious little whiny bitches who can't pass, who for whatever reason, it could, it could be their racism, won't allow them. That's a bar to joining the well-regulated militia. They can't do that. They can't. They uh, they can't put down their racism. That's for sure. These terrorists had drawn up. Here it is. The broadcaster reported that new filings show another plan that the terrorists had drawn up involved a takeover of the Michigan Capitol by two hundred combatants, two hundred terrorists. Why don't they call them terrorists, guys? Really. These members would then allegedly stage a week-long series of televised executions. I don't think it would last a week. You know what would happen. They would be murdered immediately. There would be a drone flown in, and they would be turned to red mist. And not a moment. And I would cheer. It would be great. That's what should happen. These members would then allegedly, oh yes, I wrote, uh, wait, a, would allegedly stage a week-long series of televised executions, and then, oh, here it is, uh, elements of another plan involved burning down the state house while the legislature was in session, and locking every door, leaving no survivors. Because they love America, Right. ABC News reported that the documents filed in Jackson County Court in October claimed that the alleged group leader, Adam Fox, sought to recruit 200 waste of human DNA men, they call them men, 200 little bitches, 200 America-hating bitches, and no offense to bitches. Some of them, you know, I've dated. So, but why are they even calling them men? Men. 
I guess they don't want to be, they don't want to be called biased. Because we have to really watch, you know, this liberal bias against a bunch of terrorists who want to take over the country illegally. See, when Democrats lose elections, we look at ourselves, hey, well, how did we do that? What happened? We knock on doors. We build coalitions. What did Republicans do? They lose their fucking, what's their tiny brains? They lose them. They turn into terrorists because they've always been teetering on the edge. You know what I mean? Just like Republicans have all conservatives. Let's say, let's put it that way. Conservatives hate America. They have always hated America and they have always been teetering on the edge of being able to function in a free democratic society and not and overthrowing that free democratic society. And they have been in the process of overthrowing it. Yes, they have a slow motion coup. And now it's just right out in the open. They're not even hiding it anymore. Twitter is not even hiding it right now. He's saying, don't the electors should throw the election to me. To Twitter, me, the con man who didn't pay taxes. You know, the serial bankrupt trust fund brat who f- had a fake university, the, 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 who had a fake corporation to siphon money out of daddy's business tax-free. You know, who had a bunch of fake invoices and used those invoices to go to Uncle Sam. What's the government? The government. You know, they love government just right. They're like Goldilocks. Government is only just right in the ways it it suits them. But he used those fake inflated invoices to go to the government and justify raising rent on low-income tenants that were being protected by the government. You know, because we don't like homeless people. Now, Republicans like them because they like you nice and desperate, you see. The more desperate the better. And that's the point. So uh, more, more homeless people on the street, the better. That keeps you on your toes, working people, the wor- working poor people. Keep you, hey, if you got a minute, instead of taking that nap you desperately need, you go run your DoorDash, make some money. You gotta, hey, hey. Don't, but don't be pestering your betters. You know, look at the homeless. You don't want to be them, do you? That's what they like. In the pandemic, the bread lines, the food lines, they like that. They like you nice and desperate. They don't have a plan to do anything to, to overcome this pandemic. We're in this together. Forget it. They don't have a plan. They never did. Their plan, as you see, was to make themselves rich, cover their own asses. And that's it. That's the end of the story. And fuck you. Whatever. You're on a breadline. You're going to be evicted. Oh, well, that's better for them. That's better for the the Republicans, the conservatives. Because then you're not going to stand up to the to your betters 
You won't be out there protesting because you'll be too exhausted from your three, uh, four, you, you know, side gigs to ever, you know, to ever stand, to get involved in politics or know what's going on or say, oh, I don't like this. This isn't right. You don't have the time then to knock on doors and build coalitions. That's, leave that to, the, to your betters. They know what's right for you. And what they know is that when you're out in the street, when you're able to vote or participate in your, um, in your government, if you have a decent middle-class life, that makes you too uppity. They can't have that. If you have a job now, God bless you. Good for you. Maybe, but look, those bread lines are there. Those evictions are coming. So don't, you better just keep your head down and stop pestering your batters, the government. It's not there for you. That's why in New Zealand, you know, they've been a success story with the pandemic. Of course, there's a, lo a lot of resurgence of the pandemic. Now, they're calling it here in the United States. We haven't had a resurgence. It's never stopped. What are you talking about? But in other countries in Europe, they're having a resurgence. They're calling it pandemic COVID fatigue. COVID fatigue? We haven't had COVID fatigue. It's, oh, it's been COVID fatigue from day one because we have a overgrown 74 year old toddler squatting in the white house and an entire uh, all of his supporters of imbeciles and you know stunted tots bunch of stunted toddlers an entire party of toddlers you don't put toddlers in charge of a country you just don't not if you want a functioning society. So, but in New Zealand and other countries that, oh, well, that, well, excuse me. I'm just, I, I feel like, you know, it's funny. I'm not, I'm acting like nobody's even here. I'm like scratching my, you know. And then I re realized, oh, I, you know, I'm actually on the air here. Maybe nobody, maybe people don't want to see me scratching my neck. I don't know. Excuse me. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Really appreciate it because you keep the show going. But New Zealand, for example, they have a community spirit. Not here. The Republicans have destroyed that. We used to have a community spirit, I would imagine, during World War II. If anybody said, oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that that they were socially shamed. And that's why human beings have the capacity for shame because we are interdependent creatures. And that's also why we have the, the capacity for empathy because we're in it together. And, and also curious, curiously, we as human beings, we have chemicals, we have love chemicals in our brains, oxytocin. The oxytocin chemical that makes you feel good is also released in your brain when you give somebody something. 
as when you receive something from somebody. If somebody gives you a gift, you feel, oh, thank you. But you also get that good feeling when you give a gift. Well, if you're an emotional, normal person, not like Twitler, who doesn't feel good unless he's taking and screwing somebody over. So that that the fact that we get the same chemicals like mother nature programmed us to be interdependent says everything that we're that we are in this together and that the filthy fascists who don't want to wear masks and having a filling up their diapers because Pan, I got pandemic. They want to have Thanksgiving. Well, we're not going to be able to have Thanksgiving this year. Well, you know, good. Have a nice Thanksgiving. But then you'll, what are people saying? Saying a uh, COVID Thanksgiving and uh, then you get a nice Christmas funeral. But they won't look at it as, okay, this is what we have to do because we're in this together. This could be a unifying event. Not for Republicans. They would never. Now we're up against them for as long as I'm going to be alive, that's for sure. That's, this is why you have to... you got to cut these bastards off at the pass. Don't give them an inch. And they need... If they're not going to be shamed, if they have no capacity to shame each other, then we have to shame them. And they must be vilified. Period. You don't wear a mask. You're a douchebag. And you're not patriotic. You don't give a shit about your American, your fellow Americans. Then you're not patriotic. And you should be ashamed. And, you know, you, you deny the clear results of this election. Then you're the enemy of this country. You're not patriotic. So, because what they are alleging is that not only did Twitler win despite receiving even millions more votes than they received in 2016, but they are alleging there's just a wide-ranging conspiracy from sea to shining sea in every state. All this, all... including with Republican governors and legislators. Oh, yeah, here, actually, I have a video that I captured. I think I do, that I wanted to play. And in the meantime, while I'm doing that, thank you all. Thank you, Play Dave and Richard. I just want to say hello to the chat room. And Els, Elise, Elise, not Els. Well, Els is another one of our frequent visitors Elise, hello, hello Resist Evolve and Jim and Jazz Hands and Play Dave and Alex, hello Jim, of course April thank you so much for your super chat Desert Claire Bob, thank you, thank you hmm hmm all right. Feral Bear. Nice to meet you. Yo, Soy Danny. Hello. 
Guyon, hello, hello. I haven't seen you, it feels like, in a long time. Covert White Rabbit and Haiku. And Ed the First, of course. And Steve. Yes, thank you so much for hanging out. And also, thank you. Stan, thank you, Greer. And Ed. And Dar Dar Darlene, thank you. Yes, Newton is gone. Yep. Oh, God. Who else? William, hello. Hello, Maximus. Hello, Gary. And Steve. Oh, well, he said I was a complete and utter idiot. <laughs> but he has no receipts, so I'm going to keep go going in spite of it. And consider it a win. Bing! When Republicans, you know, when a bunch of idiots call you an idiot, that means you're doing it correctly. Get it? Randall, hello. I don't want to miss anybody. John, thank you all. Drew, thank you guys. Thank you. Steve, Steve Screeton. Desdemona, thank you. Or is it Desimon? Desimon? What a beautiful name. Randall, Drew, all right. John, yep, okay. Oh, my God. Wait. Oh, no. Here it is. I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. I'm all over the place. I was watching this uh, video of the one of the, I think it was Georgia. Yeah, that's it. Georgia Republican certifying the votes. Twitler's votes. I mean, not the not Twitler's vote. The votes of the election. Georgia Republican certifies votes. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Fuck you. Twitler is... He's speaking. President Trump in virtual G20 remarks. Under my administration, environmental stewardship is a sacred obligation. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Yay! Yeah, under my administration, there everybody, there are no, there's no coronavirus under my administration. Everybody is a millionaire. They're, everybody's able to retire. Everyone can save $400 for an emergency. Not everyone is live, has enough money to save for retirement. Unlike, I mean, just because you say it, that's how stupid. These people are. They believe it just because he says it. You know, I want the cleanest air. I want the most crystal clear water. While he, the first executive order he signed was allowing corporations to dump coal ash into the stream. I mean, oh my God, the con. It never stops. Oh my God, thank you so much for hanging out on Progressive Voices. We usually meet on Saturday evenings, but it doesn't matter to you if you're watching on Progressive Voices. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. And if you don't know, rest of you guys, stick around. The show's not over yet. So, yeah. 
I appreciate it all. We're our, this is unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, humanity, and we will win. We will win. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. Oh, all right. That wasn't too bad. Usually I mess that up. Um, what was I, I? All right. I was looking up. This is why I need a producer. And if you guys could please, somebody become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. That'll help. We need more patrons. We're also going to be on Rockfin soon. That should be great. Kind of looking forward to that. And I also, what before I forget, and I wish I had mentioned this, I'll mention it on the next show. A friend of mine, um, speaking of animals, it's been a very animal-centric show because of Tara Jr. Jr. My friend was walking around in her neighborhood. I think she was walking her dog, and there was this poor cat poor creature sitting there uh, ended up to be um, somebody abandoned a blind and deaf and the, the cat is about 14 years old and she of course couldn't leave it there she, they took it home they took it to the vet it, it has kidney disease it has a lot of problems the vet gives it god knows maybe a year or so to live if if that but she's trying to, she's doing all she can for this poor creature and, you know, showing the compassion that we normal people have to have to make up for the wastes of human DNA that we are forced to share this blip of time in. So if you can, I, in the description of the show, I put the GoFundMe link, Miracle for Smokey, if you have a couple of dollars. All every single dollar will go to Smokey's care and the medical care that he needs. Okay, little Smokey, and she made a really beautiful video too. So you want to, if you better bring a hanky. That's all I can say. Okay, here it is. Let me show you my screen. All right, that's miracle for Smokey. All right, here we go. Wait, I'm, wait a second. This is the Michigan governor. Uh, not governor. He's somebody, the secretary of state or something. I, I should have wrote his name down. He's certifying the votes in the, I'm sorry, in the Georgia election. Yes, I'm a little distracted all over the place. Let me play. Tell me if you can hear this. In a winner-take-all system, close margins of voters leads to fights that are as fierce after Election Day as the campaigns before. Shut the fuck. The passions we feel reflect voters' commitment to the ideals and principles they believe in. We all want our side to win because our side provides the best leadership for our nation and state. I know. I'm a passionate conservative, and as I've said before, I'm a proud Trump supporter. I was with him early in the 2016 election cycle. All right. I had to 
play that. He's saying that there's no fraud. We're not going to play the whole thing. And I, I think it was kind of low anyway. Maybe if I do that. I'm a proud Trump supporter. I was with him early in the 2016 election cycle. Shut the fuck up. They always have to lick his taint. You're a proud Trump supporter? Those words don't go together. Proud Trump supporter? You should be embarrassed. You're a shameful Trump supporter. Who doesn't have the capacity for shame, I suppose. So he, he goes on saying, there's no fraud. And, um, you know, don't, don't please, please love me, Dim Fiora. I'm just going by the democratic rules these poor bastards have in place until we can finally get rid of them once and for all. Counties moving in the right direction. Wait, let me, it's so low. I'm just copying and pasting it. Hoping that... Senate today are correct. The numbers reflect the verdict of the people, not a decision by the Secretary of State's office or of courts or of either campaigns. I want to do everything I can to build voters' trust in our electoral system. To that end, I want to work with the governor and legislators on legislation that improves on our current system. Hold dear. Because there's something wrong with the current system, I guess. That's what we're supposed to believe. I can't go away certifying the votes and not at least give the veneer of the fact of, of something being wrong. But the reason I yeah. wanted to play this is the pathetic the the the, ugh, the patheticness of all Trump supporters, of all Trump andzies. Look at him. Listen, listen. There's commitment to the ideals and principles they believe in. We all want our side to win because our side provides the best leadership for our nation and state. I know. I'm a passionate conservative, and as I've said before, I'm a proud Trump supporter. I was with him early in the 2016 election cycle. And he's governed the nation by the same conservative principles that I hold dear. Like other Republicans, what? I'm disappointed. I'm a proud Trump supporter. He's governed the nation by conservative principles? No, he hasn't. As somebody who's not a conservative. He, but it's, he's, hasn't, he's, tr he's governed the nation by lies. Whatever suits him. He's thrown conservative principles out the window and stuck with fascism. You know, can all the deficits. I thought conservatives were all up. They were all up in arms about the deficit when he added two trillion to it. So he can funnel more money into the arms of people who will never spend it in a thousand lifetimes. You know. Well, it's fascism. It's also, it's corporate. I mean, fascism is corporatism. This is what it is. It's, it's corporate and state intertwined with a belligerent nationalism, strong. I mean, you have the hierarchies of patriarchy, misogyny, vilification of the elites. You tell me, and, and I mean, uh, 
intellectuals and the elites, those elites, people who experts, people who know what the fuck they're doing. Tell me where he's deviated. And this is how I'm sick of the other thing we talk about all the time. And I'm, I'm hoping that you guys get the word out there, too, that. All of the stuffing, the courts, this, that's right out of, you know, they call, they call Twitler the wannabe dictator. They've been calling him that on the corporate media, which is heartening, really. But stuffing the courts is also right out of the dictator playbook. I don't know why they don't say that on corporate media. It's not normal blocking your the opposing president let's say what 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 mitch mcconnell did to barack obama and not just to barack obama to the american people to the overwhelming majority of americans who voted for barack obama and gave him the mandate he had a mandate to appoint judges so um, he he went eh to us, the American people, not Obama. And he also did that to democracy, to the grand experiment. So, you know, I don't know why they, it's like the corporate media, of course, we know, I mean, they're part of the problem. They're okay with pointing out that Twitler is a wannabe dictator, but they won't point out all of the plays in the playbook that not only it's not just Twitter, and that's probably why they don't do it. It's also the rest of the Republican Party, maybe because Joe Biden is out there saying, oh, he, he wants to work with them. The rest of the fascists, he's going to work with them. The ones who are who have been ra- unraveling democracy for my lifetime. That's what they've been doing. So, yeah. And on top of it, they've been activating their by the stochastic terrorism, activating terrorists, Trump terrorists, not militias. They're not militia. To call them a militia is to honor them. Act, uh, saying that they're a militia is giving them legitimacy. They're no different than ISIS trying to the, the, uh, uh, capture a legislator and then burn down the goddamn state house with everybody inside. Oh, I thought they loved America. The party of life, right? Ridiculous. But giving them legitimacy, what, Why? You're not just, it's not just the, uh, you know, what's going on with the right winger. I mean, that's the only, that's the, the plot that they exposed. What else is going on? And you could blame it. You know, you have the lone wolf or whatever, but you, all of this shit is right. You could put it right at Twitler's doorstep and the rest of them, the Republican doorstep, because while it's all, this is going on. While the American people are battling a pandemic and the filthy fascist is out there tweeting, liberate Michigan. And when 
it, the plot was first exposed. What did Twitler do? We were on the air. I was on the air that night. We were, I say we, because it's our show, really. You're the producers, really. And so we were on the air that night when this plot was exposed or hit the, the, the press or whatever. And Twitler, instead of vilifying and, and uh, coming out and saying how horrified he was, he said, the governor of Michigan is doing a bad job. That's what he said. So no, no calls for calm or even an apology for being such a scumbag putting everyone's life at risk. This is what they, they're doing. Disgusting. So why are you calling them a militia? This is a terrorist group, an anti-American terrorist group, and no different than, than ISIS. Right? Uh, really, where? Where are they a militia? This is a terrorist group. You don't call ISIS a militia. They call them terrorists. They call them what they are. You don't call them freedom fighters. You call them terrorists. Oh, God. Hmm, this is interesting. Donald Trump, the most unmanly president. Well, that's interesting because I've been calling him that. I, uh, I stumbled upon this article from The Atlantic by Tom Nichols. Let me see. Let's just read a little bit of it because I want to get to one last thing before the show ends because I have to end the show at two hours today to get it ready for Progressive Voices. So the first... Since his first day as presidential candidate, I've been baffled by one mystery in particular. Why do working-class white men, the most reliable component of Donald Trump's base, support someone who is, by their own standards, the least masculine man ever to hold the presidency? The question is not whether Trump fails to meet some archaic or idealized version of masculinity. The president's inability to measure up to Marcus Aurelius is not the issue. Rather, the question is why many of why so many of Trump's working-class white male voters refuse to hold Trump to their own standards of masculinity. Okay, they are, as an American Psychological Association feature describes them, men who adhere to norms such as toughness, dominance, self-reliance, heterosexual behaviors, restriction of emotional expression, and the avoidance of traditionally feminine attitudes and behaviors. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Ah, whatever. It's too long to read at this point. But we know. Trump is a whiny little bitch. Women, well, well to sum it up, he's saying women scare Trump. He's never more fearful and insecure when women question him. He doesn't accept responsibility or look out for his team. Yeah. That's why I say to call him a man is to honor him. He's not a man. He's a little, he's not even a, I mean, to call him a worm is to honor him. He is, because worms have value. You get it? Worms are needed. They add to, to the earth. 
so that he's not a worm because worms we couldn't live without worms hi Frank I mean uh, Ray hi Ray 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 you don't listen. Ray is the worst. He doesn't listen to me at all. Zero. He's his own man. To be a man is to be an adult, to willingly decide, as St. Paul wrote, to put away childish things. Should not be a surprise, then, that Trump is a hero to a culture which so many men are trapped in perpetual adolescence. I'll have to put a pin in that article. Trump's media enablers shore up a fiction that he is macho man. All right. The one last thing I wanted to get to is this. We were talking about Ivanka in the last show, how she, how her friend from childhood came out and said that she, of course, we know, hate, she hates the pores. And she, oh, I forgot to mention that she also, the friend in the book, her friend recalled the story that Ivanka laid a big fart one day and, of course, didn't take responsibility for it. <laughs> Blamed it on somebody else. Isn't that just like a Republican? There goes the priority of personal responsibility. Yet again. Well, it's also like how... She she learned, you know, whatever. It's just a silly, stupid story. Of course, Ivanka passes gas like we all do, even though I'm sure her daddy tried to train her out of it because women, polite women, women just don't lay, you know, they don't pass gas. God, that's, that's so unattractive to... Uh, to somebody who's so perfect, like Trump. I mean, there were two perfect people, I hear, Jesus and Twitler. But she, it's, it's goes to show that she learned early as an adolescent that you blame other people for something that you don't want to admit in yourself. So she was, of course, a child, not uh, an adolescent. She accidentally passed gas in a group of adolescents. Of course, she was going to be humiliated. And what does she do? They would laugh at her. That's it. And then you move on. But instead, Ivanka blamed her another kid there who had to take the lumps. But that's what she learned at daddy's knee. Blame other people. Never take responsibility. But that's not even the story I wanted to get to. One of the reasons that Twitler, of course, he wants to stay in office, not just because of the fiction and he's shredding. I mean, there's sure, sure to be right now. The, those shredders are overheating. And... They're going in overdrive. Why don't Republicans and shredders always, always, Republicans always need shredders. That's for sure. You know, they always talk about Hillary's laptop or the, her, yeah, her laptop, the hard drive. They destroyed a hard drive, but they give people like Ollie North shows on Fox News. Uh, tra traitors. 
you know, who carried on clandestine wars against congressional approval. Okay, but Ivanka Trump calls legal inquiries into Trump businesses political harassment. Yeah, don't don't take responsibility because this bitch is going to jail. And I can't wait. New York, the Southern District of New York, they're going to be on Ivanka like a rabid dog on a chicken wing and the rest of them because they are criminals. They've committed crimes in their, be- in their dealings, their real estate dealings. And apparently one of the things she did was she overvalued some apartments and lied to investors, which is a freaking crime, you bastards. Now I sound like Randy Rose. Doesn't she say that? Bastard, you bastards. <laughs> I didn't mean to sound like Randy Rhodes, even though she's a great human being. But I don't want to take her. I'm not trying to take her taglines or whatever. It was an accident. And thank you, Stephen Lee, for your super chat. Ivanka, here's an article from Politico by Matthew Choi. Ivanka Trump on Thursday called New York State investigations into her father's business dealings harassment. Well, why don't you stop being a criminal and we won't have to harass you? Why not just play by the book? Could you imagine Trump? Yeah, why don't you do that? Play by the book, Ivanka, right? I've never heard something so funny in my life. A Trump playing by the book? So Ivanka says, this is harassment. In her sexy voice. This is harassment. Pure and simple. She wrote on Twitter, linking to a New York Times report of recent subpoenas on the Trump organization. Well, stop being a crook. This inquiry, I love how they use the quotes, by New York City Democrats, you know, because it's all Democrats against my great dim Fuhrer, dumb leader, glorious father, who made America great again by doing absolutely nothing but killing 250,000 Americans and funneling money into the hands of people who will never, ever spend it. She ma- he made it great by activating right-wing Militias, terrorists, as that terror buster wants to call it. That's how he made it great. And oh, wasn't it great when the babies were ripped from their arms of their mothers? <laughs> wasn't it great? I, he made it great. Remember when Ivanka, this always goes into my mind when I see these, any story about how children are traumatized how the crimes against humanity continue at the southern border because these bastards and Stephen Miller, these freaks, Stephen Miller, he makes America great? Somebody like Stephen Miller? In fact, I think it was Stephen Miller recently when they they asked Stephen Miller... Oh, yeah, here, here's from Jezebel. 
from Ashley Reese writes, the stain on the Trump administration's disastrous family separation policy left behind is even bigger than you might assume. NBC News reported that in October 2019, the Trump administration blocked the Justice Department from settling a federal lawsuit that would pay for the mental health services of migrant families who were forcibly separated by federal authorities at the U.S.-Mexico border. According to multiple sources, this decision was made after consulting with senior Trump advisor and white supremacy enthusiast Stephen Miller. These freaks. Oh, that's your great, your great administration, you bastards, you Newton Huffs. How sick. Stephen Miller is a Nazi Jew. I hate to tell you. Not that there's anything wrong with being a Jew, but being a Nazi Jew is kind of, it's like, it's kind of sick. It's even sicker than sick. The DOJ strongly and unanimously supported the settlement, but not all agency involved were on the same page. An administration official said, ultimately, the settlement was declined at the direction of Stephen Miller. Another administration said, administration official said that ultimately it was Stephen who prevailed. He squashed it. Yeah, because why should we take responsibility? The party of personal responsibility caused lifelong trauma to other human beings who we will feel the repercussions of that. You see? Because we have to live in the same uh, in the same world as people who are damaged thanks to Stephen Miller. And God knows how that shows up in the future, what these children do. Now, it could have been a whole different scenario. Everybody, we, 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 are, um, we, we were party to the international laws that we helped write, of course, not just party. We helped write international laws that wrote the asylum laws where you have a right to present yourself at the border and get a hearing. That is America. That's patriotic. Let them in. Let them have their day in court. And if they are legitimate, if it's deemed legitimate, a legitimate asylum case, let them stay. Now, imagine what life would be like, what humanity would be like, what the United States would look like to the rest of the world if we said to these, these people that just walked across a desert, you know, Trump said it was a walk at Central Park. Let him do it. Let him and his bitch daughter do it. What would it be, this country? We would be great. That's what we would be. We say to these people, welcome, you made it. You're home. What a different world. And those would be um, Americans who would love this country. Unreal, because nobody understands freedom. Nobody appreciates it more than someone who walks across a desert, who who uh, risks everything to, to obtain it. And these fuckers, they do nothing. And I remember how disgusting Ivanka 
is when she, I remember when the, when the story first broke about the children being ripped from their mother's arms, these bastards. And Ivanka tweets out a nice, lovely, quaffed between an, to an inch of her life, her and her, her baby. Yes, I'm just gazing into each other's eyes. I love my baby. Uh, she has no soul. Every parent loves their child for the most part, not Twitler. Not if if you're an emotional, mature, uh, de- emotionally developed human being. Yes, not if you're a grifter and a con man and his waste of human DNA spawns. Then you, what are you doing? She's using her Twitter feed or her, she used her Instagram feed to prove yet again what a clueless bitch she is. What a clueless, ugly ghoul. Oh, and I mean on the inside, that's for sure. I mean, whatever. She's not attractive to me because she's ugly on the inside. Not that I'm like, you know, I know what I am. I'm not a supermodel. I know that, but what's the point? Who cares? Whatever. I know I would never be a proper lady to be around the dumb Fuhrer, the marvelous, glorious dumb Fuhrer. So getting back to Ivanka, the, the, who I think I might, of all, no, no, no. I was going to say I hate her the most as of all the waste of human DNA coming out of the uh, Trump's balls, the uh, I hate them all. I hate Donald Trump Jr. probably the most, and Eric Trump. I hate them all, but I hate I hate Donald Trump Jr. in a different way. Well, I hate him because he. He murders beautiful animals for no good reason. I mean, that's sick. He's just sick. He's a sociopath. Who, or who does that for fun? Watching the light go out of the eyes of a beautiful creature. That's what he does. And that's what he is. not hunting. Oh, yeah. He got a retroactive permit to kill a rare and endangered ram in Tibet or Thailand. I can't remember. And... Apparently, he hunted it with a laser sight in the middle of the night. So, you know, what what skill, what sport is that, you fucking ghoul? Just to kill something. Anyway, so I hate him. But I also hate Ivanka for her disgusting pantomime of, of, of being a, a woman. She, everything is a pantomime to her. She is, she to me is almost like a woman in drag, you know, or a or drag queen, so to speak, dressed as girl, you know. Uh, what she's not, she doesn't have any of those traditional feminine traits, I suppose. Compassion, not that men can't be compassion. This is what I, whatever you know, what I'm saying. In fact, compassion is. Uh, Everyone is is human, regardless of whether you have a XY chromosome or XX. But Ivanka's pantomime of motherhood, 
of being a working mom. This this bullshit. Didn't she put out a, she had a book, Ivanka. Let me see. Ivanka book. Women who work, that's it. Oh my god. She hasn't worked a day in her life. Women who work? Yeah. She's writing for women who work? You know, not everybody has a nanny. Rewriting the roles for success. Holy shit. We got to get our hands on this book and mock it mercilessly. Women who work. Let's read some of it. I wish I can get an excerpt. Hardcover. $20. Who the hell would pay for this shit? Are you kidding me? Who knows more about success than Ivanka Trump? Oh, shit. He, these are the reviews. Je, Judge Janine Pirro. Holy shit. The advice is spot on for everyone, not just for women. Tony Heish. Heish or whatever. Sheish. CEO of Zappos. Ivanka Trump is the first daughter and advisor to the president. She wrote this book in 26, before the 2016. Wow. She, when she was the executive vice president of the development and acquisitions of the Trump organization. Yeah, she really knows how to work your way up there. Women who work. Fuck you. How's that for my review? <laughs> Women who work. Fuck you. Excuse me. I try not to curse, especially at 4.30 on a Sunday. On the Lord's Day. Co-founder of Trump Hotels. Go, please, pound sand. And CEO and founder of the Ivanka Trump Collection. Oh, yeah. Sure. You know, the sweatshops in China. That not that they make these knockoff designs that other people do better. Oh, my God. Oh. Christ on a bike. Help me. Ivanka's fashion line closes. Oh, well. Fuck you. How's that, Ivanka? I'm sorry. I can't. I just cannot help saying F you to a con man's daughter, who is also a grifter. She's the worst of all the grifters. Well, they're all the worst. They are all. Oh, customer images. Let's look together. Hold on, wrong one, wrong one, wrong screen. Mm -mm -mm. That's the wrong screen, Ivanka, thank you. Come on, everybody. This is it. Customer images. I found it at Dollar Tree for a dollar. Finally worth it. No, 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 honey. It's not worth it. A dollar is a dollar too much. It's only worth putting in your fireplace. I'm guessing about 40% of Americans would say, this is a great book, and the rest know it's a load of garbage, worthless. That's good. These are customer images. <laughs> Ivanka and 
her daddy kissing. All right, guys, 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 guys. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out on this special Sunday Tara Buster. My God, thank you, Mudslide, for your amazing super chat toward the vet bills. Much needed. Thank you so much. And JD, for your super chat in pounds. God help us. Take me home, Mama. Thank you. My name is Tara Devlin. We will meet again soon. And in the meantime, remember, we will win. We are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you soon. All right. That almost sounded good there. Thank you all for hanging out. You're the best. Yeah, I got to go. Um, usually I hang around a little more and we chat. But hopefully we'll next show we won't have such a tight schedule and we'll get to do that. Hang out a little bit more. I want to thank you all. I appreciate everything. And understanding yesterday's preempted, not preemptive. What the hell? That, I couldn't do a show yesterday prayers for Tara Jr. Jr., please, and for everybody in the country, especially those who are struggling with this COVID, struggling with the third Republican Great Depression in 100 years, and are grieving, grieving the loss of a loved one, and maybe even the loss of the Republic. My friends, I gotta go. Sin City asks, how's Tara Jr. Jr. today? Well, I think you've come late to the show. He's doing better. He's not out of the woods. He's still not well, 100%. But yesterday they told me that he had, they suspected he had feline infectious peri, peri? how do you pronounce that? Feline, and this is why I was crying in the streets of Manhattan. Um, Feline. I woke up. He wasn't doing well. He wasn't eating. He was hiding. So I took him to the vet. And it got worse all day. The vet sent me to a vet in Queens, a big hospital in Queens. They sent me to the big hospital in Manhattan. It was like getting worse. They thought he had feline infectious peri peri or perion peri. Why can't I talk? Periodontist? periodontis peri. Let me see. I could say it earlier. Why can't I say it? It won't come out of my mouth. F I P for short. And the hospital in Manhattan did another test. They said they don't think it's F I P. He might. He's not 100% today, though. Still. They know. They ruled it out. FIP. Thankfully. Because FIP is always fatal. Supposedly. I heard... I read other things. As I was researching in the middle of crying, there are people who are... There's a group on Facebook called FIP Warriors, and they're actually importing some kind of it's a, it's a coronavirus, so they have a treatment for it for people, but it's not it's not COVID nineteen. It's something else. But they have a treatment that will that actually treats this FIP, but it's not 
approved for cats. It's only approved for people. So the vets can't prescribe it, but people on this Facebook page, in case you have this, I'm telling you, they apparently have means of getting this this treatment and they've been doing it um, on the black market, I suppose. And the some of and the cats have had um they've they've gotten great results it's not a death sentence so i was actually on that page trying to get the information then i got the call from the vet saying that they don't think it's fip but anyway he's not that old he's only 9 he's not that old which isn't that old for a cat i mean it's middle aged He's not young, but he's not old. Not by any means. And um, speaking of old, please, if you can't, another another cat needs help. We all need help. If you have the means and if you can, if you want to, in the link in the description of uh, my friend's cat she found on the street, some, some, some waste of human DNA dumped this cat on the street. A blind and deaf cat. I mean, how? what a bastard. Whoever did that, how do you do that? Really, how? I hate people sometimes. That's why we have to, those who have hearts, have. To, it's like you have to have four times the size to make up for all the wastes of human DNA. And... Let me see. River, I think you donated, didn't you? Thank you so much. You donated to Smokey. So my friend is, knows that Smokey doesn't have a long time. Maybe a year, maybe who knows. But they're determined to give Smokey a nice exit for however long he has to surround him with love. And that's the least we can all do. Thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. Right under the wire. What the hell? All righty. I got to go. I appreciate you all. And hopefully, I really see I'm reluctant to sign off because I like hanging out. Stay safe, please. Stay. Stay normal. <laughs> Be a, stay normal, normal people. Remember what I say. It is the truth. We stick together. We win, and we will win. My name is Tara Devlin. Hopefully, I'll see you. I don't. I'm. I'm gonna try for tomorrow. I'm not making any promises, but we will just say that I will see you very soon. <laughs>